Hello, Panther fans. <clears throat> was you ready that time? <laughs> yeah, actually I was. You didn't say it as loud. You were screaming. <laughs> you took off the Ace Rothstein glasses. <laughs> the sun's going down. That's true. <laughs> uh, this is a special edition of the Hell Podcast. This is the pre-game edition of the Hell Podcast. We're going to come at you just about every single week that we can do it. This is our first ever yeah. pre-game show. It's game yeah. day. Yeah. Now, when COVID lets up and everything else, what I, you know, we, we really got to, we're, we're going to try to ramp this up a little bit. Oh, yeah. 100%. We're, do, we're just doing, uh, we're just doing what we can right now to get, get, get going. This is for you guys tomorrow that's making the trip down to Raceland. It's about an hour and a half, two hour drive to get you pumped up for the game. You know, Killer yeah. interview hopefully, on this. Hopefully you're listening to this. Um, look out for the cops around Paintsville. Uh, uh, Lawrence County. And Lawrence County. Don't ask me how I know that. Nope. And uh, So uh, hopefully you guys are listening to this and uh, give you, make you drive a little bit shorter. But, so, oh, go ahead. Sorry. So, you're fine. Uh, so, uh, not like a usual podcast. Uh, we're, we're not going to be doing shout-outs or nothing like that, but I will introduce us. J.R. Robinson, Pikeville High School, class of 2010. Heath Robinson, Pikeville High School, class of 1995. I'm and not an idiot this week. Wow, no derogatory terms. I'm, yeah. trying to, I'm trying to speed it up. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. and then Mr. Uh, Hall of Famer Douglas Powers, class of 1997. Well, you don't have to go too fast, man. You don't <laughs> want to sound like you did like an entire mountain of blow before. We, <laughs> we can't say that on the air, I man. I think you can. Yes, I'm on speed. I had four energy drinks before I got here. Let's get this show going. Um, anyway, uh, we got a game. We, we got a game. We got a game, dude. Yeah. You might want to tell them who our interview is with in a minute. Oh, we will. Yeah, we, yeah, got, we got a very special interview coming up at the end of this, at the uh, end of our uh, little rant here. After we all climb off of our soapboxes, uh, we'll have a very nice uh, interview with a very, 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 very special guest. It don't get any more special. Yes. So, I'll, uh, I'll just go ahead and tell. Yeah, it's it the head yeah, on show, man. With now, spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler alert. It's uh, Chris McNamee. For all of you that maybe, maybe you've heard of him. Yeah, he yeah. came on the podcast. Uh, two-time awesome. state champion. Uh, well, four times? No. Uh, and he only got three, mad. Well, one three, is a player. One is a player, two is a coach. And he, only, coach. and he only got mad and made his run once. Yeah. <laughs> but, I thought I was going to die. And JR obviously asked the, the quote-unquote tough questions. Yeah, always. <laughs> always. I always have to do it, man. I always want to know the real hard stuff. JR thinks it's a 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want it to be different than any other interview. We're Sorry. turning into a 24 hours news source for Pikeville. Let's do it. <laughs> That's what we're. And you know what? I just want to say this real quick before we get started. We are the number one Pikeville High School podcast out there. Pikeville High School football podcast in the world. In man. the world, everybody are, else is just poor imitators. The yeah. number one media resource for your inside Pikeville Panther football info. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, we are we're your go-to guys. Don't believe the imitators. Don't yeah. believe the hype, man. Yeah. We're here for your we're here for your entertainment, people. We're here to make sure you know everything. Are you not entertained? Yes. We're here to make sure that you are ready for the game the next day, and I promise you these pre-games are going to be awesome. They're going to be good. And yes. also, uh, there will be a, a regular episode of the Hell Podcast on Sunday. 
Yeah. Uh, we got a killer got guest. An awesome guest, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, State uh, champion from the 80s. It's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. So uh, uh, it's going to be great. But uh, just letting you guys know to tune back in on Sunday. We'll uh, talk about the game in that episode, you know, and, and hopefully we'll have a, a good Well, let's, you know, let's just tell them who's on Sunday. Judge Robbie Wright. Yeah. The judge. Coming on. Judge Robbie Wright. 1987 the, state title winner. Yeah. And, you know, we've actually, it's crazy because now, like, it's getting to the point where, especially my brother over here, we've, like, kind of lost track of all the guests that we've had lined up. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm going to have to start scheduling better. I'm actually going to have to be organized, which I'm not. So. But it's like a big grill out. We do these out here and grill out, and it's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. I, want, I want to keep the vibe kind of relaxed. Yeah, yeah definitely. Crazy. Yeah. I, think I want people to forget they're being recorded. Yeah. yeah. That's the fun part. I, yeah. I think that's what people like about us. Yeah. Is we're, you know, we're not professional. Yeah. So. We sit here well, and have a two-hour-long conversation, and then we can turn the podcast off, and we can talk two more hours. Usually people stay to about yeah. 9.30 at night. It's really kind yeah, of fun. Yeah, Allison's yeah. coming out here with a gun. <laughs> yeah. Shoot yeah. Kids are trying to sleep. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get to the, the topic at hand. We got a game tomorrow. We first do. First and foremost. Yes. We got Action packed. What is today? Today? Yes. Thank you. Uh, today is a uh, special, well, it's a day that we have to, you know, remember the fallen of 9-11. Yep. Uh, a day in our country's history that, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to forget. But, um, you know, we like, I think we need to remember the fallen and we need to, you know, yeah, remember all the firefighters, all the people that's in the World Trade Centers, the people on on the planes, the police officers, the first responders, and the soldiers that's, that's fought. And you have everything that they had. A lot of them were are, are former Panthers. And, you know, we need to remember those guys and girls for all their heroic efforts and uh, uh, remember their families. So, uh, you know, we, we love talking about Pikeville High School football, and it's important to us, as and if you, you know, as if you couldn't tell. But, you know, that, that was a day that, uh, you know, Anybody who was old enough to remember it is going to remember where they were at, what they were doing. I know mine. I know mine. Doug's got yeah. his, I'm sure. daryl has got his. Yep. You know, everybody's got that. So it was a day that uh, that we will never forget, and we got to make sure that in future generations they don't forget it either. Um, um, so, uh, and in a time where our country is so divided right now, it's yeah. this day. It's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. We need to come together for this day. Yeah. For those that have fallen, and and everything else, so, so uh, can we get a moment of silence? Yeah, here? We'll, let's get a moment of silence here. All right, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, game day. Back to the topic at hand. We got wrestling tomorrow. Okay, what a minute. We just talked about it being nine eleven when we we're recording, and then you're saying it's game day, and that's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you kind of blew it, but we figure you know You're people are be listening tomorrow. <laughs> it's game. Well, our sorry, it's game day Eve. How about okay. that? Game day Eve. Yes. Do we get presents? Yes. Okay. Is Santa Claus? Yeah, coming? you get presents. You get football tomorrow. Is Santa Claus coming? Is Santa Mike coming to town? Yes, I think he is. We go and we travel to Raceland tomorrow. Uh, game time's at seven thirty. Am I correct? Uh, last I heard, it is. Uh. So, you know, 
This is going to be a game that... It's the ultimate wild card game. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't. Yeah. Both teams are replacing a ton of players. I mean, it... it you really don't know what will happen. They've had three weeks of actual practice all over the half. Yeah, so really, and only very few days of full pads. Yeah, I mean, uh, a little over a week maybe. And, you know, as fans, you're going to have to be a little patient. Even with amazing coaches, you, you know, they don't have a magic wand. Uh, and these players, there's a process to this, and it's been sped up extremely fast. Yeah. Um, just to give you all some information on Raceland, we – I get what I can get. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the inside scoop on everything. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily going to be true. It's just, yeah. you know, what we're telling you. So, from so the Shane, K- don't yell at us. Yeah, <laughs> from the KH, KHSAA website, uh, according to this website, Raceland lost 13 seniors last year. Uh, Raceland also, last year, I think Jacob Hyten, was one was uh, their quarterback? He got injured early in the year. Early in the year, he missed, he missed the game against us last year. Uh, he got healthy and came back and played the playoff last year. But uh, listen, he's uh, he, he's back this year full force. So I want I really I, I'm going to call the shot on this. I'm telling you guys that kid very athletic. He basically what you're looking at is a Connor Roberts in a Raceland uniform, very elusive. Has a good arm, very accurate. Uh, he did lose a lot of teammates to graduation, matriculation. But, um, you know, the kid's going to come ready to play. That team's going to be ready to play. 100%. You know, as you're going to hear in the interview, they're a lot like us. We've said this before. Yeah. And uh, Raceland is. So, you expect nothing less from Raceland. No, they're, no. they're, they're, they're a tradition-rich program. They haven't won any yeah. state championships. They've only been state once. But, you know, they're always a tough out for anybody that plays. So, You've definitely got to respect them, and, and you got to take them serious. Um, Raceland last year lost their leading two rushers, uh, Seth Mills and Ethan Cox. I remember those kids. They didn't really rush for a lot of yards. I think Raceland was more of a defensive team last year. They really relied a whole lot on their defense yeah, to keep them in the game. Yeah, especially after they lost Titan. Yeah. You know, that was most of their offense anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jacob Hyten last year uh, – in an injury-plagued season. Uh, played eight games, had 69 completions out of 129 attempts. That's amazing. That's uh, like, I didn't do the numbers, but that's like 60, 70 percent. That's right. That's a little over 50. A little over 50. For high school, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's still yeah, really good. And, and well, they throw the ball a lot, too. Interceptions only had six. Uh, 1,305 yards, 18 touchdowns, and 163.1 uh, net yards per game. At 160 yards a game, and a lot of it is on his feet. Um, you know, they they throw a lot of screens, so don't don't get yardage confused with effectiveness, because they throw a lot of 10 yard passes that are laterally, and they depend on speed out yeah, on they're, islands. They're so basically yeah, standard run play yeah, they, they are. Play. They're controlled passing game. Yeah. Um, they had. Uh, I mean. As Coach Mike, uh, we throw a lot of screens too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There's a lot of mirror image stuff going on yeah. here, and, and you look at, at that game last year. You know, Raceland held us to less points than Belfry did. You know, granted, and they have all their linebackers back. Granted, you know they're 
you know, we weren't quite the team that we needed to be at that point when we played them, but that's that's just something that people got to kind of keep keep in the back of their minds. You know, we had to, we're the basically the difference between the two of us, we won 12 to 6. The difference between the two of us was, was a punt return by, who was it, uh, was it Jackson or was it? Uh, uh, no, it was uh, uh, Cody Rains. Oh, it's Cody Rains, I'm sorry. Sorry, and Cody. A, and an unbelievable block thrown by uh, the bad man, John Connor, you can't. John Connor? Uh, John Collum? John Collum. Man, I'm John Collum, John Connor. What? Well, he's kind of like the Terminator. Yeah, he he's going to pop up out of the fire pit where he buried that goat, remember? Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> but to give you a rundown of what uh, Raceland did last year, uh, Greenup County, 17 to 14 <clears throat> win. And Greenup was tough. Yeah. Uh, Russell uh, lost uh, 41 to nothing. Th- those schools are two miles apart. Yeah, that's a huge rivalry. And Russell's also a three A school. Yeah, and it was at Russell. Yeah, um, uh, Rowan County forty two to seven win. Of course, the Pikeville game, which was a lot closer than what I was expecting. They're gonna come. Listen, that's their Super Bowl. I yeah. promise you. When they play us, they, they're gonna come ready to play. Well, for a lot of reasons. I mean, one, you know, Pikeville's got all the emotion with us as far as rivalries, and Belfry's got all the tradition with us as far as rivalries. That's our two big rivals. But, you know, kind of low-key, yeah. Raceland is, our, is, is a big It's turning into stuff. one of the best ones, really, in so, my opinion. It's up there with Paintsville. And I it love that there. we play them in the regular season. I mean, it's no, I don't great. Know, I, I enjoy beating Paintsville a lot more than I do Raceland. So, uh, you know, well, I, lo- I like yeah, Raceland just, a little better. I, I, I love people I got, down I got there. respect for them. I, you know, I work right down there next to Raceland High yeah. School. I lived in Flatwoods yeah. for five years. At, yeah, uh, great at Russell Yard. So I worked on the railroad with a bunch of those guys and they've had kids that played Raceland and they're big Raceland fans. Great so. people. Good people, yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. I mean, all their fans were coming well, up to us. very you know? similar to Pikeville. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Yeah. A, a couple of years ago when they kicked that field goal to beat us, they was like, man, yeah. y'all had a heck of a team. This yeah. was a hard-fought victory for us. So you know, Always a good game. Yeah. Uh, they played Portsmouth uh, West, West Portsmouth, Ohio. Uh, they won that game 56 to 15. Then they played Ashland Paul Blazer, lost 26 to nothing. Betsy Lane 67 to zero. They won that game. Fairview win 69 to six. Paintsville lost that game in a nail biter. Uh, 15 to 19 was the score, um, and. Uh, Lawrence County, a 50-21 to 21 win for them. Here, here's another thing, Jr. Last year was very different because Jake Hyten, their starting quarterback, yeah. only played about three or four games, then was out the rest of the year until, like, the third round, second round of the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I even feel like last year they didn't get a real uh, measuring stick on how good they were. Uh, but I'm telling you, that kid is a playmaker, and I know that that kid is going to come out and play – yeah, a good we're, game. We're gonna have to account for him on every on every match. So let's let's talk about you know, we played them last year and we were dominant last year. Absolutely, from you know after the Belfry game, we just put a running clock on everything. Yeah, I mean, that's it was the best proof. thing we've had yeah. in at least you know to keep down the arguments. You know, in at least thirty years, that's the best thing we've had. So, <laughs> but you know, and, it's and, close. And, it's yeah. close. Debatable. And, and the thing about it is, they came over here. And it took a Zach Lockhart deep pass and a run back by Cody Grains to beat them because we couldn't score. Now, did we have our opportunities yes. to score in that game? Yeah, we you know we squandered away some opportunities. We had some injuries and, and things yeah. like that. But, but that's, football. That's, yeah. Football. Yeah. that's football. That's football. 
It was. They were playing with their third string quarterback. Yeah. And you know they were doing some crazy stuff, like they were throwing right to our DBs at, yeah. at one point in time. And so I mean that's what you got to think. They go all the way to the playoffs and they lose in the regional championship game to Paintsville. I think it is. Yes. And yes. you know so they go like eight and five. That's eight and five with a team that's played by injuries. Oh yeah, with a third string quarterback. Yeah. I mean it. It. it I mean to put that in perspective. It would. I mean, it's really that's a tough thing to do. So it's a freshman, sophomore, yeah. or a wide receiver coming in to. They're, they're definitely to play. Nothing, nobody. To no, play they're well coached. Yeah, they have a great fan base. They love it. Uh, you know, they have a tough, tough stadium to play in. I mean, it's in the middle of like a neighborhood, yeah. like right by the school. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like you go down somebody's street. Like at my house, you'll pull down my street, it'd be like a football field out in my front yard. It's, yeah. it's nuts. And that entire street all the way up and down on either side of the high school, they have like a big tailgate party, you know. It's, yeah. It's, now, it's, here's something interesting. It's a neat atmosphere. For Pikeville really fans, is. if you're going to that game and you don't have tickets, you can park on the road. US 23 runs right by that stadium. Yeah. And in overflow games, people do park their cars on the side of the road. Pull out lawn chairs, sit them there, and watch the game. You can yeah. see well, the whole field. As a, as a public service announcement, if y'all are going to do that, you better want, you might want to get there way early. Way early. I'd say there'll be a lot of people that's going to want to want to watch this game, and they're going to try to be part of it. And bring your mask. You know, we're going to hit on that later, but bring a mask. Try and socially distance. Do your part. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we listen, guys. We get a football season. It's here. Yeah, let's not blow it. Okay, let's not blow it. Let's do what we can to try to stop this spread from happening so we can keep having this season. It's a minor inconvenience, guys. A minor inconvenience yes. to put a mask on. Now people are so used to it. Those players, I, I, I was at practice today. Look, at, You know, they got the gator yeah. mask on. They're used to it. It's not hurting nothing. That's good. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, guys, is if we can stop this right now and we can – I mean, I heard something today that there's already been a thousand some uh, football games, high school football yeah, games. Yeah, I shared that. They, they said there's yeah. been thousands of football games across this country played, and there's been no reports. Well, because outside, yeah. it's much safer. Yeah. You yeah. know, I almost worry more about indoor school than I do about outdoor yeah. sports, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's tough right now, and we just got to do our part and just be vigilant, you know? Yeah. So let's get to it. Yes. So. We got this game tomorrow, and, you know, I couldn't be excited. Raven's always tough on defense, always. too. We've not talked about that. One they, of the best Class A defenses you're going to face. Oh, 100%. Especially they, in the box. Yeah, they're yes. always very physical. So They're always a, very physical. They always know their assignments. They and play. it's a home game. Yeah. And they're, tough. Going, they're tough at home, man. They are tough at home. Yes, they are. We have not beaten them. I've seen, them, I've seen us play down there. Actually, they just tweeted it today, 1957. Was the last time we won at Raceland. 1957. Yeah. yeah. We've been down there three times. Elvis was on the music charts. Chevrolet <laughs> just came out with a car called the Bel Air. But, you know, nobody really. That's a long time. Uh, you know, my mom was four years old. It, it, it was a, you know, it was a. Uh, well, good a job, time. moron. Uh, mom's going to try to kill you now for giving out her yeah, age. Mom's going to try to kill me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, this this game is going to be huge, and it's it's kind of like a playoff game if you think about it. Well, I, I think it, it is like playoff a playoff game. Too, <clears> there the are. RPI system, it, you know, whoever wins this game has got a big leg up. On ha- however, game. however, 
I think that the Pikeville team you're going to watch, and if you're a fan listening, take take this serious. What we look like in week one is not what we're going to look like in the playoffs. Yeah. Especially with a young team. These guys are smart kids. They're good athletes. It don't it, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that we're going to be a different team come playoff time. We always are. And you might see some guys that are in there at the first part of the season that, you know, yeah. you might see some different guys towards yeah, the end you, of the season. It's going to be – it's puzzle pieces. And that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. This is a different as year. A, as a coach, as a fan, yeah. you know, as anybody that's up for a program that follows a program yeah. or is involved with it, that's what you want to see. You're going to see more people play here and there. You're going to they're going to get people are going to get chances. Uh, you just you know, it's it's going to be a fun year. I, I love years like this. You know, especially with a coach that focuses on player development. You know, I think that's one of the pros we have at this school, whether in basketball, football, baseball. Player development. You know, they develop everybody, yeah. not just certain players. It's great. Yeah. Hey, and what's the boys chant when they come out on the field? Day by day, we get better and better till we can't be beat. Yeah. Won't be beat! Bub's excited. Yeah. He's I'm really excited. Up. I told you, Heath hibernates all basketball season. I see Heath from July until... Doug, I think the first time you told me that was in high school. <laughs> it is. I see Heath from July to December, and I don't see him at all. Maybe smoking on your porch on the boulevard. Maybe. But yeah. that's it. And then all of a sudden he comes alive. Well, no, because i got to work the rest of the well, time. Well, now you're going to see us a lot more because we're doing the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically live in my house. But yeah. But no, I remember we when we were in high school there. and I, like, I wouldn't ever come to the basketball games. I was busy doing other stuff, you know, chasing women. And mainly. and uh, You missed the magic, brother. Uh, <laughs> Doug would always come to me and say, Hey, why don't you go to the basketball games? I was like, I don't know. I just don't want to. I'm not a huge basketball fan. It's okay, but, you know, it's not my favorite. <laughs> yeah, but, my goodness, man, I don't see you. You know, it's like you hibernate. And there it goes. Uh, you know. Yeah. 20 years they later, put me I'm in a glass the case. Thing. They put me in a glass case and say, do not break until football season. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, just to give you all a little update, I think, like, was it last week? Was our first week in full pads? Am I correct on that? You know, like last Tuesday. Yeah, it was. It's weird. Even though we're full pads, like some days we go helmet shoulder pads because, you know, but it worries me a little bit about injuries. Yeah. Because I think you condition football players to take hits, and when you don't get two or three weeks, four weeks of full pads, it can open you up to some injuries. Yeah, and just just to warn everybody out there, you're not going to see the prettiest brand of football from Pikeville or Raceland or anybody these first few weeks of the season. Actually, I think we're going to have 38 penalties. You know, we're three weeks into practice. We're where we would normally be around about the first of We haven't even practiced enough. Usually, we practice more before our first scrimmage than we have before our first game this year. And especially yeah. since we're going to Raceland, and the last time we went down there, uh, we didn't uh, have a penalty. Was that right? No, we had a, we, we had, had all kinds. They didn't have any. We had like yeah, 13. Yeah. They had one. None. Yeah. Zero zip. Yeah, yeah they bad. had zero penalties against them. And we're coming into this game. With a disciplined team. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, if you haven't paid attention, we lost our whole entire secondary, our whole entire linebacking court, and one of our defensive linemen for on defense. That's that just an, defense. That was an anchor too. Yeah, three uh, Division One wide receivers, yeah. four out of five linemen, uh, and our running back. Yeah, it's this tough, is a man. different year. I mean, this is going to be. This is a different team. 
You know, it really is. You know, what happened last year. But a good team with yeah, a lot of good. potential. There's a lot of talent on this thing. You know, and we Time. all saw it. That's, I mean, if we had didn't have this much experience, if, you know, if our lack of experience being what it is and you didn't have the talent to go with it, yeah, I mean, we'd be worried. The good thing is, though, we may lack in experience on the field with our players. Yeah. The great part is we have coaches that have been in this situation before. And you'll hear that in the interview. It, it's They've been here before. And if there's anybody I trust with a team like this, it's those guys. And we also got something, Doug, you know, and me giving this deference to you and, and don't get used to it. But, uh, you know, we've got something that probably 99.999% of the teams in the state would kill to have, and that's Isaac back to me playing for Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, when you, know, you have that football, leadership back even at there. High, even at the high school level now, football's a quarterback-driven game. Yeah. Shut up, Doug. <laughs> I told you 20 years ago it was going like this. We're running the wishbone. I'm like, Coach, come on, man. Come so, on. You know, you know, just shut up, Doug. <laughs> okay, I, you had your moment. Shut up. Nobody uh, listens it, to me. Nobody I, listens I, to But it is, you know, and your quarterback play is – if your quarterback plays good, it's going to take you a long way. Exactly. And we've got one of the best in the state. <laughs> Number one in his class uh, to uh, – what was that website? Uh, that 24-7 or 20 uh, – it might have been – Sports something. There's 7,000 websites. I yeah, think. I can't remember which one it was, but he is ranked the number one quarterback in his class you in know, Kentucky. JohnnyPlaysCollegeFootball.com. I don't know what it is. Yeah, so we do have that going for us right now. And we've got uh, some good wide receivers, which brings me to my next thing that I think we should do every pregame. Uh, players to watch. They do this in the NFL and all that stuff. I figure we do it. Well, of course, you got Isaac McNamee. you got Zach Lockhart uh, up front on the offensive line, the Sayers twins, uh, you know, uh, Landon Hammock, uh, both on offense and defense. Um, you know, defensively, Nate Collins. Nate's going to be running the ball some, I think, tomorrow. I think you're going to see a lot of different people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, and who are some players you're excited to see, Doug? Some players to watch? Well, I'm obviously I'm. A, I've always been an offensive guy. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm excited to see uh, Blake Birchfield. Yeah. You know, yeah play I'm wide receiver. You know, I, I think he's a playmaker, and I, I think you know, but he's young. You know, yeah. but I want to see that growth. I'm excited to see uh, Hensley, you know, Wade, guys we've coached in Little League. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see a lot of these guys, yeah. you know. Um, I don't even want to leave people out because I've got like a list of 30 of them. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot. You know, and, the and defensive I, side of yeah. football, you got Isaac Coleman, yeah. you got uh, possibly Campbell now. Yeah, yeah. you uh, got a lot of players, you know. You know, uh, that could step, uh, that's going to step in and play some corners. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of new faces. Oh, there, there's so many combinations of things. Yeah. That in a way we're very deep. We just don't know how deep yet, and we don't yeah. know where everybody plugs in. But it's going to be cool to watch. Yeah, and, it's it's, yeah. it's learning about it. So that's going to make this season really interesting. I've got two people that I want you to watch tomorrow. Number one, I want you to watch Landon Hammock. From what I saw last week, this kid's ready to play ball. This he kid is. is focused. This kid's got his mind right, and I think he's ready to wreak some havoc. I mean, we had fun with him and yeah. stuff, but you could tell he he, he had he's his game time ball. eyes on that yeah. kid, and and I think he's had enough success to know he could do so much. And when you get that in inside, you get that confidence. I I look for big things from Landon. He's played on both you. sides of the ball, which is hard. Yeah. which is very Alex difficult. Rogers 
might, might that not was my be next tomorrow, one. but sometime on down the line, and maybe even tomorrow, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, but sometime on down the line, that kid is going to make a major impact on this football team. I think he's going to make some big plays this year. That's my X factor tomorrow. And I don't know, I don't even know if they, if our coaches even know where, where he's going to do it, but he will. Yeah. At some, at somewhere, someplace. Well, I mean, we talked about him before. You, that, that kid with his size and his athleticism and, and his mentality, man, he's just a good kid. He's a leader. Yeah. You know, he stepped in. He's fit in really well with his yeah, kids. Yeah. You know, kind of like Clay Tinsley did last year. And we kind of needed more seniors. Yeah. That was a great addition. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, I really think that, you know, wherever they put him, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to say uh, telltales out of school here, but. Wherever they put him, he's going to make an impact. Listen, I'm going to – Yeah. I don't see how he could. You know? You're right, but I'm going to tell you. And I, I watched uh, – we had some game uh, simulated scrimmaging a little uh, the last two nights. Yeah. And I was down there, Heath, I was standing with you. We were watching. And I'll tell you, boys, Zach Lockhart is going to be a he's difference a stud, maker this man. year. He's always He was making stud. catches. I, I mean, he has grown so much as a player physically and mentally – um, and I can, you know, I, we talked about Below one day. Yeah. You know, kid it has a lot of potential, just needs a little polish. Zach is one of those guys right now that looks like he's been polished now. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, he's making the moves of a top-rated wide receiver in Kentucky football. Yeah. The, uh, kid, the kid is special. Yeah. He's, he, he's, uh, he, he's up there. And uh, Panther fans are going to be impressed. Oh, I, I, I've been impressed by the kid. His yeah. athleticism since he's been in fourth grade. I mean, the kid did, just does special things. Out oh, of yeah, he can I stretch play. out and catch balls. I mean, he can do a lot of things. Uh, and block. Yeah. Excellent blocker. Yeah, and he's also probably going to be asked to play a little bit of defense tomorrow. It and could, the kid, could. you know, he made an excellent tackle in the state championship game out there yeah. at the corner. Uh, I mean, this kid has got it all, and you're going to see it tomorrow. All right. Keys to victory. How about that? Bob, uh, I'll start with you. Keys well, to victory. the keys to victory. You know, <laughs> I see this on every daggone pregame show in the world. Okay, keys to victory. It's the same thing for every football game that's ever been played since the beginning of football. Minimize penalties and turnovers. And play sound foot and block good and tackle good. And nine times out of ten, you won't win that ball game. Yep. Okay. Uh, control football. Control time of possession. Uh, you know, be aggressive on defense. Get after the quarterback. Pressure the quarterback. You know, it, it's it's football. It's it's not rocket surgery, or else I wouldn't be doing it. So it, it's a. Uh, My thing with tomorrow in this game is going to be a little bit different. My thing is for our defense that has lost so many starters. Uh, is to go out there and have fun and run around and create some havoc. You do might, your job. Don't yeah. be afraid to mess up. If Go out there and go 110%, and if you miss a tackle, yeah, probably Coach Mike's going to go crazy, but guess what? You're going to learn from it, and you're going to get better from it. So for defense tomorrow, I think that they should just go out there, have fun, know their assignments, don't panic. Yeah. And go out there and, and just 
wreak some havoc yeah, on we, people. Their, yeah. Mistakes are going to get made. Yeah. The, ki- the kids today are not going to get this uh, message, but, you know, it's it's like Lawrence Taylor said, you know, just go out there like a bunch of crazed dogs. <laughs> crazed yeah. dogs. Yeah. Dogs. I know that that's, you know, kind of, you know, just simple, but that's the truth for <laughs> It us. is, it is. I mean. Well, you're going to see players make some mistakes going 110%. Yeah. That's all you can ask that's for a coach. It that's is. Fixable. You can fix it. You can tweak it. You're going to see that all year. And you're going to hear people. I'm, I'm, I'm calling my shot on this. You're going to hear guys' names you don't, you, you've never heard before. Yeah, yeah. You will, I'm, and I don't know who they are yet. That when you, uh, it's amazing what happens. You can play seven on seven, and that's a very important thing. You know, Coach Mack talked to us today. You'll hear very important for a quarterback to get timing down and get routes down. But I'll tell you, when you put pads on and play football, magical things happen, and yep. you start figuring out who players are and what they can do. And it's it's going to be a fun year, Doug. Uh, I got a question to ask you before we uh, get off here. Um, keys to victory for a quarterback. <clears throat> You've got Isaac tomorrow going into a hostile environment. We haven't won since 1957. <clears throat> Three weeks of practice, all this uncertainty. What is your keys for Isaac McNamee tomorrow? You know, it's a that was one of it's a good. It's a great you. question. Oh, oh, you're just trying to sweep me up. Oh, <laughs> come on. Well, I was throwing that mentor thing out there. Were, but, uh, hey, okay. hey, that's the personal touch no, 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 no. with Heath. The- <laughs> well, I will say this. I have sent him a few you know, short messages about it. A few things, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, but for him, I, I want to see him take a leadership role. And I, he is. He will. He is already. I'm seeing him practice. Uh, he needs to uh, focus on execution. Um this this soon in the year, you, you can't, you know, make masterpieces so much. But, you know, he, he knows what he's got. You know, the great thing is we don't know a lot about racing. they got a lot of new players playing. But he does too. Yep. And uh, I, I'd like, don't know what about us, I, I, I want him to utilize his talent and help develop it uh, yep. before the playoffs start. Uh, that's key. Yep. And uh, I know he cares more than anybody about this. But... You know, I, I don't. I don't think he needs to run a lot. You yeah. know, I know that's one of his goals to be more mobile. But uh, I think he focuses on accuracy. I think he focuses on just getting the job done and making sure. Here's the thing: that his teammates know what to do. Yeah. You know, as a quarterback, it's tough because sometimes you got to tell offensive guards, "Hey, man, this is what you got to do on this play," or a wide receiver, "Hey, this is what this route is." And he's got a lot of new players. And you know, for somebody that's played with a lot of seniors. That, that can be tough at first because, yeah. you know, you're focused on what your job is, but he's got to start focusing on what the team's job is. So, yeah, yeah he, and, and he certainly has so much support behind him. It's going to be cool to watch. And I'd like to say this, too. I, I do not claim to be a quarterback guru. I think you say the same thing, Bub. Yeah. Uh, but I would say this. I'm not. Isaac, if, I, if you can hear this, just be calm and don't try to be a hero on every single play. You've got a new group of guys. Take what the defense gives you, and let's get this victory. I mean, it's, it's, it's that simple for me. Yeah, what you're saying is true, but I find it very hard to take you serious. You've got your hat off right now. You look like Marty Smith on that. <laughs> We have too much fun on the Hill Podcast, but it's the truth. I love you, but it's true. Doug, Doug's not saying anything. I'm, I'm just no comment. Doug don't want to okay. get between the I'm brothers, but uh, you know. But uh, all right, guys. I mean, tomorrow we got football. We got football. Well, man. since this is going to be on tomorrow, today we've got football. 
Yes. It's game day. It's game Today, day. tomorrow, whatever the heck. Yeah. It's football season. Let's We're go. actually going to get Well, we actually game. technically do have football today. There's other people playing. It's just not us. Yeah, yeah. actually, it's cool. I'm going to listen to Belfry play. Yeah. Belfry plays Pulaski tonight. Yeah. Cool. And, and you know, I'm not trying to skip ahead, but next week is Belfry week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to look ahead, but, yeah, that that's going to be a big one next week. All right, let's get to this interview. It's awesome. Yeah, the yeah. interview is going to be great. Coach Mack on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. And this is not the only time he's going to be on the podcast. No, this doesn't count as his podcast. Yeah, we, we let him pre-game. know that. This is just a pregame interview, which uh, hopefully we can figure out a way to do it with him each week. I, you we know. took his favorite whistle and told him we'd only give it back if he comes back on the podcast. Doug, you didn't do that, did you? He's going to make us all run. <laughs> You don't care if you got to run. You're skill guys, man. I, I'm the one that's going to die. <laughs> but. I actually did see you almost die on the ball by Miss Hill. It's a funny story. <laughs> I know. We'll save that for and another day. Watching Hillary Howard scream through a megaphone at him, it was awesome. It was at Felton. <laughs> it was man. awesome. I saw like my grandma and Elvis like, you know, waving me into the light. <laughs> and then Doug's like, hey, come back to us. I'm really not kidding. I thought we were going to have to get the defibrillators. <laughs> but, Clear! <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to call this our first pregame. Oh, what about uh, prognostication? Score. Oh, oh it's boy, tough. Yeah. It's tough. You jerk. I know. I, you got to. You can call it a pregame. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm not going to be like Lee Corso. Deion Sanders and Terry Bradshaw would throw out a prognostication. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to be a Lee Corso and put on, you know, put a, a mascot head on. You know. Oh, okay. All right. You all want to do it? Yeah, we got to. All okay, right. who's who's the first one that's going to have the guts to say we're going to lose in pregame? Not me. Uh-huh. Okay. That, we're, we're you know, we're going to get... What are you talking about? All yeah. right, guys. We're, I'm the bearer of bad news. <laughs> we're going to get... Every time, We're going to get tarred and feathered in a public square. No, JR is going to get Two months ago, two months ago, I said on this podcast, and I said that we were going to get beat by Raceland, that Raceland, it's a hard place to play. Very going to be. Uh, they've got a veteran quarterback. They're going to be ready for us. We got a veteran quarterback too. Limited crowd. Yeah, limited crowd. But we lost a lot of talent. We're going to we're going to try to figure out some things tomorrow, and they're going to have to too. But man, this we just have bad luck over there, and I hope that we can figure it out if we do lose this game, that this ain't the end of the world. No, it's not. Yeah. It's like the first scrimmage. They are riding with me to the game as we're Uh, speaking right now. Please do not put a bomb underneath my truck. I did not say that. Yeah. um, And it's going to be close. I'm going to go with Raceland 28-21. Wow. That's my score. You're fucking Okay. Heath, you want to go? Yeah. Um, yes, Raceland's talented. Yes, they're tough. Yes, they're, they are to be taken seriously. Hyten is a heck of an athlete, and he's going to get his, you know, because we just have not had time to jail yet as a defense. You give it time, it might be a different story. But I say we win this one 35-28. Okay, well, since it's very interesting, that's a – Interesting point. Uh, since I got my man back at quarterback, and I sort of know a little bit about offense, I think, and this is going to be interesting, that we might not see an awesome offensive sustained drives and stuff. What I do think we'll see is big plays. Okay. And we have rookie DBs on their team, rookie DBs on our team. 
I just like my quarterback's arm a little better than theirs. So when okay. you come, yeah. So when you come to big plays, who's yeah. more big play capable of? Well, okay. So I, I believe more in Sully and our defense. Uh, even with younger guys, I think they're going to come ready to play. So I'm going 35-21, Pikeville, and I think it's going to come down to big plays. And, uh, you know, it might. You know, that first half's going to be brutal. I originally was going to say 35-21. But I, I did. I, I, I think gotta, Jake Hyten is going to get his for sure. just for like a, on a kickoff return. Or and we're going to have busted plays. Or a we are. Or return or so, you know, something like that. Because like yeah. I said, I, yeah. I don't think we uh, no. prepare people enough. No, no, no. It's going to be some ugly. It, it will be ugly. There's going to be penalties, turnovers. It's going to be bad. 35 bad might be reaching for points. But I think that spread sounds good to me. Uh, I just think we have more big play capabilities. I really do at a lot of different positions. Uh, also, I look for our offensive line to control the game. If they don't, I'll be disappointed because we have a lot of returning players on that offensive line. Those boys, yeah, that, those boys need to control the line of scrimmage, and we will have no problem. Yeah, that's part of it. You know, control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, limit or you know, uh, limit their time of possession. Yeah. You know, and minimize but I do time. foresee having problems with Jake Ivan. He's that good. He, yeah, he is he's a that good. good. Player. I think he's going to get his, but I think if we can do a good enough job shutting everybody else down. I, personally, I don't think he has enough support, but yeah. that's just me. That's what I'm saying. If we do a good job shutting everybody yeah. else down, I think. I so think JR is the lone negative guy, guy Billy Paul on a hell podcast. Billy Paul, Billy Paul really straight attacked me today. And you're picking us to lose the first game. Can't wait to see how that works out. Here's one thing about me, guys. You're going to move to another town. You are. I'm you're going to transfer back to Shelby Valley. <laughs> I love my school. I will do anything for my school. I'm, I'm taking time uh, to do this podcast because I love my school. I, I'm choosing to do this because I love it. Okay? But you're going to get my unbiased opinion. I like it. I like unbiased. And... No, it's, I mean, dude, it's your opinion. Yeah. Well, gonna, what's cool is you got a great offensive line against linebackers that we're, are better. We're, but guess what? Just busting your chops. Yeah. Oh, no, your no, 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 no. You're here's getting the thing. Like, no, here's the thing. I picked us to win state. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And I picked us to lose in that thing. I picked us to lose next week, too. And you picked us to lose next week. I did. I did. Yeah. You had us we'll going to win by eight. <laughs> the Dugs was like, and we're going to win every single game. Yeah, in our way too early season, season preview, yeah. I picked us to lose to Belfry and at Ridgeview, but we don't play Ridgeview now. We'll so. get to next week next week. Yeah, yeah. so, okay. but I, I mean, dude, I just, it, please prove me wrong. Prove there you me go. wrong. We haven't won here before. So, that's all I'm going to say. But this is our first pregame episode. Forward. Hope you all enjoyed it. Hope we could inform you. Coach you know, Max coming on now. Coach Max coming on. Give us a little bit of uh, some more information on Raceland and all Great that Great interview. Yeah. Great interview. Awesome job. We're not going to go into the Twitter and stuff. We'll do that Sunday. Thank you guys for listening. And at the end of the day, hail Pikeville. Hail Raceland, according to you. <laughs> all right, guys. Our special guest today is the head honcho in charge. He is the Nick Fury of Pikeville High School football, Mr. Chris McNamee. Coach, how you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Got a good week of practice in and, and ready to go to racing. Oh, 
I'm shaking, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just glad we're having football, boys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Watching that NFL last night kind of got me pumped up a little bit. I'm yeah. not going to lie about it. But, Coach, uh, thank you for being here with us today. And, and uh, we're just really wanting to get your thoughts on, you know, with all this stuff going on, how hard has it been to try to get everything organized and, and all these boys going? And has everything looked good so far from what you've seen? Well, looking good may, may not be there yet. <laughs> but, um, no, but it's, it's been a challenge. And I'm proud of the way our kids have responded all summer. You know, uh, it's something they've been asked to do that no other Pikeville Panther or any high school team has, has been asked to do. And uh, they showed up each day, worked their tails off, um, done things that, that nobody's ever done before, you know, wear a mask while they're working out or uh, wear a mask when they're out there at practice, clean, you know, sanitizing, not being able to hang out in the locker room and, and those kind of things, which they're used to. But um, I've said all along, if, if anybody can adapt and adjust to these kind of conditions or any conditions, really, I, th I think it's a football player because, yeah. you know, that's just kind of the way they're built. And, uh, and and we talk about that, you know, tomorrow night when we play racing, there, there's going to be a time that we're going to have to make adjustments. And, and I'm confident that our kids are disciplined enough to do that and, and give it their best effort. So uh, it's, it's definitely been a lot different uh, practice-wise and um, – and getting everything going, and, and, and you said looking good. It, it, it doesn't look good right now. It, it's kind of ugly. Um, but uh, that's what you expect for three sure. weeks. And that practice. is. And that's what I told the boys today. I said, you know, we're going to make a mistake tomorrow, and I'm going to go crazy. But but the thing about it, you know, I expect us to make mistakes. Um, but we got to do is play the next play, uh, do the best we can. We can't start feeling sorry for ourselves or pout and anything like that. We just got to line up and play. And, uh, and I think that that this group of kids has given, you know, we've talked all summer about, you know, there's a lot of things you can't control about what's going on, but you can always control your effort. You can always control being here on time, um, always control encouraging your teammates, those kind of things you can control. And, and I'm proud of the way they've handled all that this summer. Yes, I've seen it from, you know, my nephew out there busting his butt. And I mean, I see all these kids doing that. Man. Yeah, I've also seen you guys really be, uh, you know, really get on to them about staying distant, you know, if you're out, mm -hmm. not grouping up like that. So, you know, it comes coaches to players. Um, you know, it's the whole program really it has is. to uh, – and our fans need to be prepared to do that when you come see them play if you can. Yeah. Well, that, that kind of leads good into my question. What has some of the challenges for you guys as coaches, as coaches been during all this? And, you know, I know you've talked about the kids and how they've responded to it and they've done good, but what about the challenges that you guys have faced and – what you've had, to, the adjustments y'all have to make up that. Well, I think the thing that we look at in a normal summer, you know, we go through June and we, and we work out four days a week. Um, and then after the dead period, we come back and, you know, usually from July 10th to July 28th, we played 15 to 20 uh, seven on seven games. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's not real football. I know that. But at the same time, it's getting kids reps on learning some plays, learning some coverages, those kind of things. The linemen can be together competing, and we missed that all summer. Um, so we're behind there from an experience standpoint. We didn't get our scrimmages, um, you know, and so we really don't have any live action other than, than going against ourselves that we can really uh, critique tape with. And uh, but um, you know, it's been a, it's been a challenging summer because you know from June the fifteenth up until August twenty fourth. All we could do is pretty much just work out okay. and run, mm -hmm. and uh, kind of flying you know, in blind a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and that's and as boring as that is, sometimes you know it gets kind of monotonous doing the same thing. 
um, every time you come here, but the kids showed up. Yeah. And, From uh, the and outside the looking in. in, I didn't see a lot of big morale drop. It seemed like they had their head on yeah. straight. Yeah. Really. And I think you talked about them grouping together. You know, that's a natural thing for, yeah. you know, not just a teenage boy. That's just, you know, human nature. You want to be around people and be around your buddies and, and to all of a sudden, you know, over the course of six months go to where, you know, everybody's yelling at you to stay away. It, it, it's a little bit different. And as, us coaches as well, we're the same way. We get together, want to hang out, and that yeah. kind of stuff, and we just gotta gotta do what we gotta do. Uh, I, you know, I just want to, you know, give you a lot of credit. I see you out there with your mask on, going around to all these kids with the hand sanitizer and everything. I got to give big props to you for that because that's that's awesome, coach. Well, yeah, thanks. I, I spoke about that on a, on a uh, episode there a couple of weeks ago when practice first started. I said, you know, he could have got a manager to done that. Yeah. He could have got anybody to done that. But I said, coach made it a point to go around to each kid. And it's just the little things, and I know you preach that. Mm-hmm. And you know that—that's. Uh, I can't. I kind of think if you looked up servant leadership in the dictionary, that might be a picture of you putting putting Germex <laughs> and all these kids. Well, I, I think I've been coached about thirty years. I've never yeah. taken Germex <laughs> on the field before until this summer. So. That's true. So, but I mean, just to me, that 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 made a big impression on me. Um, I don't know if you can go into this, coach, but I mean, you just lost a lot of seniors. Mm-hmm. And now you're starting basically over from scratch with a lot of these guys. I mean, is there – can you tell me a few names? Jared's going to ask him a hard question. He's going to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's been some kind of – some of the guys that's really stood out in camp or in practice so far that we could be hearing about this year? Well, I think the guys that, that got some experience last year, got some playing time last year, you know, you look up front and, you know, there's Peyton Sayers who, you know, started for us as a freshman and – uh, you know he's worked hard, and he's he's kind of our leader up front. And Landon Hammock, you know, who went from a defensive guy last year to where we're asking him to go both ways this year, and uh, that's gonna be tough on him. But uh, you know he's up for the challenge. Um, Rico Perez is you know strong as an ox, uh, coming a long way. Um, so those those guys up front, you know, and, and we take Josh Taylor on the defensive side and move him from. Having his hand in the ground at defensive end, moving him back to linebacker because we needed another body back there, and um, you know a, a name that you know, I didn't know if we'd be saying this early or not, but Carson Wright, you know, after coming off an ACL surgery in November, has come back and and right now he's just playing defense for us, but um, uh, he he looks for the most I don't think he's 100 percent, but he but he's out there uh, giving great effort, and I think he'll help us for sure. Um, and then uh, you know Zach Lockhart obviously has worked hard this summer and one of the returning starters and um, they're just there's a slew guy all, all of them are working hard and you know, and that's what I told them the young guys especially and and they're all kind of young now because we only have five seniors is that you know not having that seven on seven and those scrimmages kind of cheated you all too because you you didn't get those reps and didn't get uh, to learn as much but. Like I said, I'm confident that, that they'll keep coming along. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we we said it on here. We knew well, last year we kind of saw what was coming because that group was so talented, mm-hmm. Coach. And this is coming from a you know a spectator point of view. And then this year it's just going to – to us it's going to be really uh, an enjoyment to watch these kids that we actually had a hand in coaching and everything else. And I think you all are going to have a great year this year. I mean I- – yeah. I don't think it, so. Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the coolest things. I've said that before is, uh, you know, last year when you, when you showed up and you had all those seniors, you, you kind of knew what to expect. And and they they were an even-keeled group. You didn't see them a lot of ups and downs and ups and downs. They, 
but with At this least year, on the surface, yeah, really, yeah, you know? and uh, you know, to a fan, yeah. Um, but you know, seeing guys come out, and you know, you're gonna hear maybe people's names you ever heard of, and you're gonna see guys improve so much, and the, you know, that you don't know yet. Uh, it's going to be cool. Well, yeah, it's it's what, you know, I'm not speaking for you, yeah. Coach, but I'm sure it's what you want. You want kids that are not playing right now and not starting or not or kind of being over there, continuing to work, and by the time we hit playoff time, they're in the rotation or whatever. That, that That's a, you know, that's a mark of any good football team, and you've been notorious for it ever mm-hmm. since you've been here. Mm-hmm. Development. Yeah. 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 We've said it on this show many times. A November MAC team, you better watch out. <laughs> well, we credit that with our – we've got a good coaching staff. Absolutely. works the kids and our kids hardworking. And, you know, um, so we just – we've been blessed to oh, – Don't be modest, Coach. Well, <laughs> no, it's just, I'm, I'm one cog in the wheel and that's yeah. it. But, um, but they've, they've worked hard and, and, I, and I think so too. And, and that's what kind of bothers me with our schedule this year. And, um, you know, usually we have that – you know, we, we missed out obviously scrimmaging a, a good Pulaski team, uh, Shelby Valley, and then uh, playing a good Bardstown team oh, yeah. uh, on the road. Yeah, an yeah. experienced, really good LCA team and a good Paintsville team. And uh, you know, we really could have used those three. I don't know how they would have gone win loss wise, but we could have used those to get ourselves better. And we, and we missed out on that. And now we're starting with Raceland, Belfry, and with Lawrence canceling. You know, that didn't help us any. Um, so it, it's going to take a little longer than. Mid-season to be where we want to be. It's so, a ton but, of reps. Yeah, but I, lost, yeah. yeah, and I, but I think, like he said, you know, the playoffs are what counts. We want to, however we get there, we get there, and hopefully we're healthy and playing well. And as a coach, you got to feel good about the fact that everybody's in the same boat too. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. That's, that's a all good, good, that's a, good news yeah. about all that is, is that it's the same for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I got to ask the hard question. Oh Lord! You've been cooped up with Isaac for six months. How many yeah. times have you yelled at him? Well, I don't yell at, at him too much at the house, but you know, when we get out here, I kind of get on to him. Just, you know, I'm because just of, well, and I think every you guys too, everybody's harder on their own than yeah. than yeah. Uh, uh, than than the others because you can you can get by with saying things like that. Uh, Talking a little yeah. rougher to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I trained you better than well, that. Yeah. Wait, why is everybody looking at me? Well, yeah. I'll just go ahead and tell you. We had a – I don't know if you listened. You, you said you didn't listen to one thousand no. yet. Um, no. Well, I asked him a question, and I want you to go home and ask him about that question that I uh, – the last question I asked him tonight. I'm pretty sure it get uh, some conversation started between you two. That <laughs> yeah, was funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, he matched up the 87 team versus last year's team and who he thought yeah. would win. It and Isaac said he was yeah. going to pick on you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I told him, I said, the one person who could only – who could, the only person who would ever be qualified to truly answer that question – would be you, and you would never answer it for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. It's so, fun, yeah. but I mean, yeah. coach, I understand, coach. Uh, but no. that leads to the, the real question I had is: is like Isaac last year, we saw him grow up before our very eyes. We we actually said that the Belfry game was when he he walked out of the locker room that game a man. He yeah. absolutely just took over. That yeah, game. I, I texted coach here after that game. I said, you know, I, I've said it on here before, but I said. He came. He went in that game and scared. Went in the halftime, scared little boy, and come out a married father of two with a full beard and a truck paint. <laughs> That's funny. But last year we saw him grow up a lot before our very eyes. Now, now he's the guy. Now he's a junior. He's getting all the looks. Can you talk a little bit about you know what's kind of the steps he's took this year to become more of that leader and and uh, 
what he's done to, to get better on the field. Well, he's just he's been like the rest of the boys. He's gotten in and worked. Um, you know, and I know those those months in March and April and May when you know we weren't practicing. I know that I know that he was doing stuff at home and. You know, he probably wasn't supposed to, but he was meeting some guys, you know, up at Upox Field and, and doing things. And, and he and I did a, just a lot by ourselves uh, there and when we couldn't get around anybody else. So um, so I know he worked, and I know that, um, you know, he, he was disappointed, didn't get to go to the camps. But he was invited to a lot of camps and didn't wasn't able to go to those. Um, but uh, he's kind of kept, you know, and if you know him, you, you know, he's just kind of even keel, nothing really – he doesn't get too up or too down about anything. Yeah, no, nah, it could drive you crazy. Sometimes, yeah, it does. But yeah, you're we, not going to get a spark plug. You know? We we got a little bit of a rise out of him when he's over here when we were interviewing him. But you know, he's yeah. he's pretty even kill guy. Yeah. yeah. Now we got to get into the game. We're finally going to get to play some football. Thank you, thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes. Uh, we play Raceland. We've mentioned that before. Um, last year, if I'm correct, they didn't have their starting quarterback. He was out for the year with an injury, am I correct? Yeah, he was out for most of the season, came back in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. so you all didn't get to see him, but, I mean, I'm always the daggone Debbie Downer around here. <laughs> I came down here to our field, and it was a slugfest, Coach. It was a good game. It was a, it was a tooth and toenail ball game. Yes, it was, and um, they put up a heck of a fight. Raceland always puts up a heck of a fight. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I think it's an underrated rivalry for yeah. the school. Yeah. Um, but have you all been able to, you know, with all this craziness, has it been, you know, y'all been able to look at them or anything like that? Well, and, the, and that's the thing that kind of makes it different about this year is that you're, you're going in blind. You don't have yeah. any scrimmage tape on them. You don't – we've got, you know, film from last year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, knowing Coach Sammons, and, and he knows us just as well, and he's probably going to run what he's always run. Yeah. But, you know, we don't – as far as uh, – Who's going to be making plays? We know they lost uh, the Cox kid and the the, the ten and eleven. Yeah, they're speedsters. Yeah, um, they're they, a lot like us, aren't they? They lost a lot of players yeah, too on both did. sides of the ball. So, and you look at them defensively; they lost their free their three defensive linemen uh, and their four defensive backs, but they got all four linebackers coming back. So, um, and then and that forty four last year was a pretty good player. So, yeah, yes. Um, uh, we kind of we kind of know what they've got coming back, but at the same time, we you know really have no idea. So, well, we we had Lucas on the show uh, not too long ago, and he was saying we haven't won a game over there over at their place, Pike Plaza, since 1946. You've played over there a couple times. What makes it so difficult to play over there, Coach? Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, normally. Normally, it's a good game, but I remember in 2011, I think we went up there and they beat the. Socks off of us. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I remember. And then that. we come around and we and you know, we beat them in overtime of the playoffs that same year. And that was one of those teams that's kind of similar to this year. Yeah, is that uh, our kids got a lot better as the season went on and, and you know and grew together as a team and uh, you know and, and forgot about those early games. And that's when I think it may have been when Pew. Maybe it was twelve. I can't remember. But yeah, it was twelve. When uh, when we had that Derek Pew and those guys as sophomores that they're starting, and yeah. they didn't know. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. And they were out there just running around doing the best they could, but they continued to get better and um and that's similar to this team. But but as far as going there, you know, obviously they've got a good program, got a lot of tradition. Uh I think Coach Sammons and his staff do a great job. Um, you know, that's that's a two hour trip. Uh and normally 
we're going there on a Friday right after school. And, you know, to me, and that's when we scheduled this, we were supposed to be in school today. And that's what we, we talked about playing on Saturday just because, you know, I hate going to school all day and then we have to, you know, hustle, get on the bus, hustle, get down there. Yeah. yeah and I remember the last time we went down there, we get to Allen and one of the bus uh, emergency exit uh, popped open. And that, that buzzing noise, just yeah. that annoying. And it was like 30 miles before yeah. we can get it closed. And it's just, you know, those, and it's hot on the bus. Yeah. So, um, so it's always a little stressful getting up there. And, and you're always wondering if you're late. And yeah. So tomorrow we'll have plenty of time to get up there and, uh, and hopefully won't be any stress in that trip. Coach, uh, I have a personal favor to ask you. Would you please do everything you can to beat that bunch because I work down there right next to Racing <laughs> yeah. High School and I'll never hear the end of it. If, if yeah, I'm not a fan yeah. of the horn during the cadence. Uh, yeah, it's a bad thing. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you wanted me to park an engine over across the river while y'all were practicing and just have me lay on the horn. <laughs> might kind of get you help prepared, but I, I, I didn't figure the yeah. railroad probably let me. But you know, I, I, I think they're similar. Their school system similar to ours and, yeah. you know, they – you know, they take academics seriously that you know obviously they take not just football but their whole athletic department you know they they take a lot of pride in it and support it and their community supports it so um it's always always a good game for us yeah if you've never been there either it's a cool it's kind of a cool field because it's like you're in the middle of a neighborhood yeah it'd be like if you put a football field in the middle of Bulls edition yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah. it's really yeah. similar to that absolutely you're out there you got out the the river and yeah people are like on their yeah. back porch watching the game it's yeah kind of real yard right next to you and everything so yeah it's, it's kind of a neat atmosphere i just i just i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i want to get a win there you go but Coach, we know you probably got stuff to do and get ready for tomorrow, and we just want to get a few words out of you before you got to get out of here, and we thank you very much for being here with I us today. It. Yeah. If I can just say one more thing, and it's kind of I, – I don't know, I don't want to come off as being, you know, one of those guys, but, you know, and I don't know if people will be listening to this before the game or, mm-hmm. or after, but yeah. I think it's yeah, good for the season. Dropping. Yeah. Yeah. The season as well is that, you know, regardless of what us as adults feel about wearing a mask and socially distance and all that kind of stuff, you know, I, I just want our fans, and I think our fans will do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's not about the people in the bleachers. You know, all of them are there for those boys that are on that field. They've paid the price all summer doing things that that aren't fun. That you know, you know, that they may their when they go home, their parents may not want to follow what the governor says and all that. Mm-hmm. But we have to do it. And so I'm asking our fans, let's everybody do their part, for so our boys can can do what they want to do, and that, and that's get out and play, and. Uh, that's what I tell the boys all the time. Whether you believe it or not, whether I f- believe that wearing a mask and doing this and all that, you know, it doesn't matter what. And that, that's the rules. You know, I sometimes when you know we get called for a holding, I don't think we should get called for. It. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's yeah. part of the rules. Part of it. Yeah. I, I've seen a few of those yeah. that you disagree yeah. with. Yeah. But I yeah. think sometimes you're right, though. I think sometimes people forget these games aren't for us. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, yeah. they're for the kids. Yeah, it's our, their our game. Yeah. Our playing days are over. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we're 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 in the yearbook and we're staying. <laughs> yeah. so we're, we're not going to come. There's so, not going to be any comeback. Coach, so, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Please come back on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll do it. No, no. That's right. I told Heath. I keep telling him I'm going to do it. And well, coach, you're a busy up. man. We okay, well, now man. listen, Coach. Uh, uh, the last thing here. This is not your official Hell podcast. No, no, no. This is just pre game. You're not getting off that easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This but is just Coach, we wish you all the luck in the world, and uh, we'll be down there pulling for you, and uh, and uh, good luck to our kids and everything. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. No, no, I appreciate yeah. it, guys. See you tomorrow. Hell yeah. Pockle.